Are you a current or future physician assistant wanting to learn more about finances? Then join me on this journey to become a PA the FI way. Hi, my name is Kat and I'm a practicing certified physician assistant who will be your host. It took me five years after I started practicing medicine as a PA to thoroughly dive into my personal finances after I discovered the concept of financial independence. I want to use what I have learned to help you avoid some of the financial mistakes that I have made while sharing some of the financial wins that I have had along the way. Join me as we discuss financial strategies to guide you to becoming a physician assistant on the way to financial independence. Welcome back, everyone, to the PA the FI Way podcast. I'm your host, Kat, and thank you so much for joining me for the episode today. I wanted to hop on here for a brief life update for myself. As of yesterday, I am officially in between jobs because I officially quit my job about a month ago, and yesterday was my last day with the company. And tomorrow, my sister and I actually head out for a vacation together for about a week. So when you're listening to this episode, we'll be winding down that trip. Of course, as usual, I have not started packing yet. I always tell myself I'll be better for the next trip next time. It never happens. I bet a lot of you can relate to that. But without getting into all of the nitty gritty details about why I left my job, I want to share some generalized reasons as well as share why I picked the role for what is next. And I'm hopeful that this information will resonate with a lot of you to help you consider, is the role that you are currently in the best role for you right now in your life? Or do you feel like that maybe it's actually time for a change and perhaps there might be something better for you out there? Although it is completely true that the grass is not always greener on the other side, you ultimately won't ever know unless you take the steps and take the actions that are needed to be able to try out and see if the grass really is greener or not. That's true for so many decisions in life. You can daydream or overanalyze or discuss or think about all sorts of decisions for yourself, for you and your partner throughout your life, and ultimately, it comes down to taking action. You won't actually know what the best answer is unless you try something different, right? So I wanted to start by sharing some generalized reasons of why I decided to leave the role that I had and pursue a role that will hopefully be a better fit for me for the future. So it started with the leadership changing a couple of years ago, and sometimes change in management and leadership with healthcare organizations can be a great thing, but sometimes different things happen where you don't feel like it's necessarily a great fit. Unfortunately, there was a shift towards saving money for the company as a whole. And that is a completely very valid thing to do as a leader in an organization is to save money. However, this came at a cost to several of the providers, the patients, the nursing team, the admin team, etc. Ultimately, it came down to many of the providers ended up moving on with separate roles from the company. And for me personally, I tried to renegotiate several things after being employed for a year and ultimately was told no for every single request, even incredibly minor things such as an extra $500 for 
my CME budget. Keep in mind, this is when many providers were leaving and there was a ton of turnover. So it was very frustrating to see and hear that they were not trying to retain any of their current providers. At that point as well, we were given a lower amount of a raise compared to the year before, even while working during the COVID pandemic in mental health. So that was very frustrating to see and hear. Some of the things that I was interested in negotiating were things like more PTO, as well as PTO prorated, down to an amount if I were to cut back on hours. How it was set up was there is a certain threshold of minimum required hours to work where you would get any PTO whatsoever. Since I was interested in cutting back and would essentially lose all the benefits, including PTO, that was another reason why I decided this role no longer worked for me. Additionally, with the COVID pandemic, providers were working from home initially. I did not start working from home. They were back in office by that time, but there was a period of time where my clinic was under construction and I worked from home for about four months straight and I really enjoyed it. And because I started during the pandemic, probably about 80 to 90% of my patient visits were remote virtual telepsych visits. And myself, along with several other providers who enjoyed telemedicine, requested to work from home, and we were denied. But it was interesting because other providers were able to work from home. So it was just interesting to see how sometimes it would be okay, but not for other providers. I do think that over the past few months, they shifted that perspective a little bit. So it's possible that if I pushed for it again before I left, I might have been able to get that, but I had already made up my mind that I was going to be moving on. There were multiple other day-to-day things that I won't get into, but those were the overall generalized reasons why I decided that that position was no longer the right choice for me at this point in my life. So because I enjoy telepsychiatry as a PA a lot right now at this point in my life, I decided to search for those types of roles. And interestingly enough, there are a ton of positions posted for psychiatric nurse practitioners out there on job search websites like Indeed and Glassdoor and those types of things. So I certainly applied to many of those positions, but many of them truly did not want PAs because they did not want to have to deal with the requirement of having to need a supervising physician in many states. So as per usual, the job search took a while. Keep in mind, though, I have been practicing as a PA now for over eight years. So I recognize that I am incredibly picky when it comes to changing jobs. As a new grad, or if I were in a position where it was absolutely awful to work in, maybe a toxic work environment or a horrible relationship with your colleagues or the doc that you work with or things like that, you might want to get out a whole lot more quickly than I did. But both times when I transitioned from family medicine into psychiatry and now from my previous psychiatry role into my next role, I would say that it took me a solid six months each time of being picky, job searching, interviewing several times, sometimes negotiating after the interviews, etc. to try to find a role that would seem like a good fit. And if you are in a place of burnout or you are not in a financially sound place, six months of job searching can seem like an eternity. So it is really important that you have your finances under control 
so that you have the luxury to be able to either cut back on hours or perhaps even take some time off while you are job searching. So I want to share how I ended up finding the job that will be my next role. So it's kind of a fun story. When I was working in family medicine, I used to be a preceptor periodically for different PA students throughout the year. And I absolutely love being a preceptor. So I know you're not supposed to have favorites. I'm sure it's like your children. But one of the students that I had was truthfully one of my favorites. And I think part of it is her personality. She's incredibly warm and bubbly and energetic. And she really did a good job on her rotation. And I was absolutely blown away by her because that rotation that she had with me in family medicine was her first rotation as a PA student. Fast forward a few years later, she ended up working in outpatient psychiatry as her first job out of PA school. And I ended up working for that company. That's the company that I just left recently. And for the first clinic that I worked at there, she actually worked at that clinic too. So we got to work as colleagues side by side, which was really fun. I really loved how it came full circle. Well, she was one of the providers that was also looking for a change and was job searching. She had found a local clinic that was interested in hiring a provider as a medication prescriber. And this clinic is a therapy clinic primarily. So she ended up interviewing with this clinic and she listed me as a reference for her. The owner of the clinic actually reached out to me to have a phone call to discuss my colleague as a potential candidate for the position. And while the owner was describing the clinic and our chat on the phone, I could tell that it seemed like a really interesting and collaborative and more of a well-rounded approach of a place to work at. And as my colleague had mentioned, the owner sounded very warm and kind on the phone as well. And I thought, wow, that sounds like a really nice place to work at. So I talked very highly of my colleague slash former PA student and ultimately said that anybody would be lucky to have her as a PA working for them. Fast forward, she decided not to proceed with the role. And it sounded like that it was because of a lot of question marks, things like needing a supervising physician to be set up in a role and they didn't quite have one yet and things like that. I kept job searching and interviewing and my colleague texted me and said, hey, have you followed up with the clinic owner to see if she has hired anyone else for the role? Because maybe you want to work there. So I reached out and the rest is history. I am able to work remotely from my home practicing telepsychiatry And I'm really looking forward to this flexibility. My husband and I still have a big question mark about whether or not we're going to potentially move in the next several months or not. So having a remote position definitely opens up a lot of options for that. I have talked in the past about other different benefits about telemedicine, and I won't go into all those details again. But another interesting thing about this role is that it is set up that I will be an independent contractor for the company. And I have been compensated as a PA pretty much all the ways that you can be besides this way. So I have been paid a salary. I have been transitioned over to a straight RVU model based on production. And I have been paid hourly. So this is going to be a 1099 independent contractor position. And some of those positions you are paid hourly or things like that too. But this role is going to be a straight percentage of collections, which is a way that I've never been compensated before. So because of this model and setup, there have been a ton of things 
that we have had to discuss and organize and set up that are certainly a lot more of a headache compared to W-2 positions. For example, I've had to create my own LLC for my business entity. I'm in the process of applying for my own malpractice. I'll have to set up my own other benefits as well, etc. And I plan on creating a whole podcast episode on that about going from a W-2 position to a 1099 position as an independent contractor. And that episode will come out in the future because I still haven't ironed out all of those details yet. There's still a lot of things to get set up before my targeted start date. And again, I want to highlight and emphasize that this would not have been possible if my husband and I were living paycheck to paycheck, right? It would be incredibly risky to do this if that were the case. So I really hope that you are continuing to take a deep dive into personal finance and the financial independence concept so that you are able to be set up for opportunities throughout your life where you feel like that you may need to make a change and going from a role that you don't feel like is the best fit to a role that will hopefully be better serving for you and the organization and your future patients in the future. I'm looking forward to a role with hopefully more collaboration, more autonomy, more flexibility, and I hope that you either have that or that you are able to find that soon for you in your life as well. Thank you so much for taking a listen to another episode of the PA the FIWA podcast to help you on your journey to financial independence. If you have enjoyed episodes of this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you were to leave a written review about what you enjoyed about the podcast. Additionally, if financial independence is a newer concept for you, I would like to point you to the link in the show notes for a free downloadable guide called the PA the FI Way Beginner's Workbook to help guide you with some of the basic concepts of financial independence as well. Thanks again, and I'll see you back here soon. Thank you for tuning in. And I hope that you decide to continue to join me along this journey of becoming a PA the FI way. Please take a moment to press the subscribe button on the platform that you are listening to this on. But more importantly, consider sharing with another current or future PA that could benefit from the information that we reviewed in this episode. Take care and have a great rest of your day. Until next time.